of losing that one, man, just felt like, you know, self-inflicted again, you know, so it will be better. It will be better. Kyler Murray, quarterback of the Cardinals. Uh, he threw two picks, three second-half turnovers big in the loss yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings, 34-26, as the Cardinals fall to 3-5. and five. Here to talk about it with us from azcardinals.com, Darren Urban checks in here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Darren. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Good. Um... We've been talking a lot this morning, uh, again, after a loss, Darren, about you know just the subject of that soundbite with Kyler Murray, self-inflicted. It seems like that's a repeating pattern. I mean, you're around this team every day. You're on that team flight coming home. Can you gauge what the frustration level is with the same old story every week right now with this team? Well, I mean, clearly the frustration level is, is pretty high. I mean, we could... We could hear some definite anger through the walls as we were sitting in the uh, in the interview room waiting for people to come in yesterday as, as they kind of came off the field and filtered into the locker room. I mean, they, they know they missed a chance. Um, you know, the self-inflicted stuff, I mean, that's usually how it works. That's, you know, I've... I've covered this team for a long, long time. You know, Dan's been around it. I mean, when teams struggle or when they don't win games it's it's real easy to sit there and 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 pick out what you didn't do right and feel like that's what ultimately cost you the game and that's that's what these teams need to do obviously but um that when you lose a game there's always going to be something self-inflicted that you're going to probably see in yourself and you know yesterday they did something that they haven't done all season which was turn the ball over and ultimately i do think even with everything else going on and and some of the same issues that might have cropped up I do think it was the turnovers that ultimately got them, and and not just the turnovers, but the fact that when they did get one with Isaiah Simmons' great strip sack and grabbing that ball, the the fact that they were almost in the red zone after that recovery and weren't able to score a touchdown there, um, that too was a big deal. So when you're turning the ball over and, and they're scoring touchdowns out of it, and when you finally get a turnover and you can't get a touchdown out of it, that's that's how these games are decided. Yeah, and that's and that's part of my frustration as well. They're, they seem to be very close to being a good team if they can just get some of these operational issues solved. Um, all right, so Patrick Peterson, uh, we both of us also have covered that man for many, many years, and he, he brought a much different physicality and intensity to the field than we saw the last few years. What did you make of his vibe and his post-game comments yesterday? Well, I mean... The vibe didn't surprise me a whole lot. He was mic'd up yesterday, so I'm sure part of that was always going to be you're going to play it up to the camera. He was always really good at that when he was mic'd up here. Um, so that I know that kind of stuff is important to Patrick. And, and clearly he, he's still pretty angry at the organization, which I, I understand to an extent. I mean, any player who's going to feel like, all right, they decided they don't want me anymore is going to harbor usually some resentment. And I don't, I don't have any problem with that. Um, you know, saying some of the other things, uh, I get where you're angry. I, it's, it, it is interesting to me that, you know, he left two years ago. None of this came up. He played against this team last year. It didn't come up. And now it's coming up. Um, you know, if it, if it was bothering him that much, you would have thought it would have come up earlier or maybe even before right. the game. 
the, the idea that he waited until he won the game to put it all out there, I, I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a bizarre story. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Patrick will have something on his podcast about it this week. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably. Darren Irvin of azcardinals.com, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. I'm going to preface this question by saying I'm not by asking it. I'm not pinning everything on Kyler Murray. You can't pin the struggles of a football team on one individual. But you know, through eight games at three and five, uh, considering he got the big contract in the big picture, Darren, how would you assess the play and improvement and growth of Kyler Murray this year? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I think he's played. I, I, I think obviously you wish he would have he would have played better. I think when he's been asked the question, he's acknowledged. I wish I would have played better. Um, it, it isn't going all the way around like you would want. And to be honest, um, there, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, I would even go. There's even some big picture. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks across the league that aren't playing well this season for whatever reason, whether it's the way all these teams approach preseason now or, or just the overall vibe of the games, I don't know. But there, there, I think quarterback play overall seems to be down a little bit this year. But when it comes to Kyler, yeah, I, I do think you, you wish he would have played a little bit better. I mean, yesterday he acknowledged in the locker room the, the, the deep pass to Anderson, which uh, was well underthrown because he, he simply couldn't step up in the pocket and he tried to throw it anyways uh, under heavy pressure. He, he said, I – shouldn't have done that i you know that that point blank that's on me um you know the other interception he said was a miscommunication between him and Ertz. um you hope that doesn't happen that's going to happen once in a while and, and unfortunately it happened at a bad time um i did think he had some nice throws yesterday the the throw on the sideline to deandre hopkins was pretty good the the amazing one-handed catch by Hopkins, which obviously DeAndre deserves the bulk of the credit, but that throw had to be in the yes. exact right place for it to even have a chance, and he managed to make it. So he has his moments, but then there's other times. Obviously, the throw that Patrick Peterson broke up in the end zone to A.J. Green, I know a lot of people were like, why didn't A.J. go after it? I, I, I felt like if that throw was a little further and a little higher, I thought that was a touchdown, I and, and I thought Kyler threw Patrick into the pass break up there. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, again, it doesn't excuse it, and, and you're going to bring up the contract, everybody's going to bring up the contract, and it's, it's a fair point. When you're getting paid what he's going to be getting paid here, um, the level of expectation goes way up, and, and he, that's just something he's going to have to deal with as he goes forward. All right. Uh, Kyler is also right when he said that for all the anger and frustration uh, that's surrounding this team, that everything that they want is still in front of them. you got three division opponents coming in in succession. Uh, what do you think the team needs to do to kind of seize this moment and get up over the top on this season? And, and what is the offensive line going to look like in the coming weeks? <laughs> Well, the first part of your question, I guess it's just win, right? I mean, if you – obviously it looks unlikely at this point to win three in a row against your division opponents, but if you do that, it completely changes the equation. Um, but you can only do it one at a time. And I, I, I think I think what they saw out of Seattle last time they played them, I, I think there's going to be uh, – they didn't play well at all, and I think there's going to be a confidence level that they can still – with the series, and, and that's where you got to start this week. And then you got to basically be away from home for two straight games at LA, and then the game in Mexico against the 49ers. So, I mean, this is this is a crucial, crucial, and probably season-making stretch right here. 
in a lot of ways. Uh, the offensive line, you know, I, I thought one of the things that was quietly underplayed yesterday was that DJ Humphreys couldn't play. I mean, this is a guy that after all his issues at the beginning of his career um, and missing games and getting hurt, he's been in the lineup every game except for one since 2019 before yesterday. And he missed that one game, not because of injury, but because of COVID. So this is a guy that you're, you're used to having. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're putting Josh Jones out there who I don't think is, is there yet at this point. And, and, you know, Billy Price is the third center you've put out there. And, um, you, you know, you're working with Cody Ford, who hasn't played a lot of football over the last couple of years. And, and I do think the offensive line is going through some stuff yesterday. And I, and I think they struggled at times. So what it's going to look like, you hope the back injury isn't too bad for Humphreys. I don't know what's going to happen with Rodney Hudson. I think that's one of the bigger mysteries right now yeah. um, because that knee has been bothering him for a long time. So... I don't know what that means, but, you know, again, injuries are part of it. And as DeAndre Hopkins said in the locker room, everybody's in this on this team for a reason. And if somebody can't play, somebody else has got to. Yeah, Darren Urban from azcardinals.com, our guest. Before we let you go, uh, trade deadline in the NFL looming tomorrow. Cardinals have already made a deal bringing in Robbie Anderson, whom they've had a little bit of difficulty acclimating into the offense, I guess somewhat expected. But, I mean, at this point, at 3-5, and five, Darren, um, you know, in the division that they're in, they're still in the thick of it. Do you expect moves tomorrow? I'm not going to rule anything out. I'm kind of in the, the Cliff Kingsbury, how he said the other day, wouldn't be surprised. I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. It would have to be the right deal, and it would have to be, again, the right situation. I'm not just going to give away a pick for a, a rental or somebody that I think may or may not work. I mean, this is, to me, it's still a lot different than if you're adding a guy at the baseball trade deadline or even the NBA trade trade deadline. I mean, it doesn't, there isn't an automatic one-to-one. If you bring him in, he's uh-huh. absolutely going to make an impact. And I think you have to be very careful about that stuff to not to make a move, just to make a move. Darren, thanks for the time. As always, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.